0: Welcome to the January 6th edition of the PFF Forecast. Uh, We have decided to record this podcast. So uh, we're going to talk about the wildcard games. Um, And uh, that is it. We're going to have a really fun guest on. Kevin Clark was going to join us. We're going to do some fun stuff uh, with the playoffs and kind of ranking the playoff teams and all that. Um, I had some great bachelor content prepared, I know I did my work uh, ahead of time, I was going to compare playoff teams to contestants, but in light of everything, yeah. um, none of that feels really appropriate. No. So um, what we're going to do is what we think makes the most sense, acknowledge that this is a very um, embarrassing, sad, disgraceful time uh, in our country, and yet, We want to give people a reprieve if they want 30 minutes of it.
1: This is a day where I think both of us have been a little bit of like, what do we do here? We do want to respect the fact that, you know, some people, some people need a break, and
0: you and I included, buddy. Yeah, and and
1: hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, uh, things are resolved by the weekend, and we can enjoy what I think will be um, the best football weekend of the year. We have two, three games Saturday, well, three games Sunday, be. and then Monday, <laughs> um, the the BCS National Championship game, BCS. Uh, the college football playoff national championship um but yeah i mean this is this is a tough day but we will um for those of you that that listen along we surely appreciate you we want to give you guys some content in case that's your thing here so
0: but what game do you want to talk about first it's our thing here i need this as much as you need Uh, it yeah 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 you know like we spent a good amount of our afternoon you know watching the news and i'm sure you guys have too and um uh this is our opportunity to talk about football. And so that's what we're going to do. And if you want to listen along, we uh, thank you. And we hope you guys stay safe and continue to support um, you know, the in- continued improvement of our country uh, in ways that make sense, like donating to good causes and voting and all that stuff. With that said, let's just start at the beginning. How about that? Um, the first game on Saturday, <clears throat> I am very confused by this game. The Colts, they're in Buffalo. The Bills are now six and a half. It's gotten to seven. It's come back to six and a half point favorites, total of 51. We sat at this desk on Sunday night, and we talked about the Bills being so much better than the Colts. They're the hottest offense in the NFL right now. They have the quarterback that is closest to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yep. Do you feel like you've been a little slapped in the face? Our <clears throat> model kind of points to value on the Colts at plus six and a half.
1: And, you know, the market has responded too. It was seven. They got it down to six and a half. Um, uh, it, here, here's the way I think about this game. The Colts can slow play Buffalo into making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I think the Colts can cover this number. Um, they're very good up front with Buckner, uh, Houston, um, Darius Leonard, um, obviously in the middle there. Uh, I believe all those guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. Um and Josh Allen, for as good of a season he's had, and he's had a fantastic season, um, <clears throat> is second in the NFL in turnover-worthy plays yeah, total. The, the way that you win this game is you do what the Buffalo Bills try to do to the Kansas City Chiefs in, in week six or seven is you play too high, you, you force the Bills to run the football, you force the Bills to throw short, you force the Bills to try to cross the street ten times each time on the way to the end zone, um, and you get a turnover or two, and that's how you do it. the The problem that I have is on the other side of the football with with Philip Rivers. I think he's played well this year for him, but I don't know if this is necessarily going to be the game in which he, you know, um, can elevate himself. Cold weather, um, you know, they don't have the greatest receivers in the world, especially when you factor in Tre'Davious White's ability to shut down one of them. Um, that that's where I stand. They do have an advantage in that they can run the football better than Buffalo, and Buffalo doesn't stop the run well. So that, that's maybe one advantage. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines.
0: I, I'm so torn because I've been thinking about these matchups in this way. What is a, a strength that one team has that the other team does not, and what are the flaws of each team? Okay, the Bills have like a, a strength, a trump card, <laughs> wrong time to use that phrase but like they have a superpower so to speak you know with the explosiveness of Allen and Diggs that the Colts simply do not right and you can t- the running game is impressive they have a great offensive line all of that stuff but they're not explosive in that way right that's why the Bills rank fourth in EPA per play and the Colts rank 11th right the Colts are just this good team mm-hmm. that's all they are they're 11th in, in offense and 11th in defense in EPA per play. Phillip Rivers is 17th in PFF grade. Josh Allen is fifth, right? Like, they have the explosiveness. The Miami Dolphins are a better defense than the Indianapolis Colts. Would you agree there? Sure. Well, they're, they're a defense, Yeah, yeah they're, right? a, they're a defense. With with talented players and a good play caller. And the Buffalo Bills, in a game they didn't really need to win, just went and just torched them. them. Yeah, they them. Yeah. So... Like, that's where I really struggle with this, because I do think there is some value on the underdogs in these games in a league that probably is more compressed than we think it is. So that's why I'm a huge fan of teasing this, like we were on – Buffalo Saturday. down to the half point. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't hate that either. Uh, notice, and, and uh, my friend Rufus Peabody called me out on this, which is smart in the pinnacle pod. Don't tease – So. Don't tease Pittsburgh from six to zero because there are no games that land on zero mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Uh, and, and even this one's a little tricky because you're not getting through the seven. You are getting through the three and the four. Um, total on the game, 51, makes it a little bit more dubious. But um, it is a, you know you don't have that many options, and betting is partially entertainment and partially about finding value. So uh, I don't mind the teasing of Buffalo. I can't – I have a – okay. I have a hard time seeing the Colts winning this game. I do think that they can keep it close. So that's kind of where I sit here uh, on this one. It's going to be um, one bet I did make. So I went to Indiana yesterday to cash all my futures from the uh, regular season. And I was trying to think about what to bet. And and even though our, you know, this will show you how little I feel about this week as far as sides and totals. The bet that I put the most money on was the first quarter over in this game. What was that? Nine and a half. Oh, buddy minus like one third it was i had to lay a little bit of a price but it, if you look at my twitter feed the one of the last things i did tweet I don't. was i know it's a joke <laughs> um uh one of the last things i tweeted was the quick start the 15 first yeah. 15 plays and the colts um have one of the best passing games in the first 15 plays of games this year buffalo doesn't run the football and they have they average about a quarter of an expected point on scripted plays so this is a game that i think gets out to a fast start um to me that's to me. If we're looking for a lock of the week, that's a an option.
0: I like that a lot. What if you had to bet a side for the entirety of the game?
1: Uh, I'd go with our numbers and take Buffalo or take uh, Indianapolis plus the six and a half.
0: That that's basically what I what i I will tease. I would take the Colts if I had to pick one side of this game. I really like the fast start, um, especially because, especially because for the Colts. At the start of the game, you know they're not going to have to rely on Philip Rivers, Rivers to drop back. Like, they can leverage some of the things that can protect him. And the deeper you get into the game, and we've seen this in the second halves, especially against the Steelers, right? Like, Philip Rivers is not—if it's not schemed up for him, he's probably not creating it. So I like that one quite a bit. Okay, let's move on to the midday game. This is on Nickelodeon, by the way. Not like, Nick at night, but Nickelodeon. It feels <laughs> right. Jared Goff and Russell Wilson playing on Nickelodeon. Jared Goff possibly. I don't even think. Well, this number's moved down. Don't you think the mark that means the market believes that Goff will play? Was four and a half. It's now three and can
1: we, a half. Can we pause? So there's a couple things about this game. It should be a great game, and it's not. And it's not because of some bullshit that's happened this year. The, the Seattle Seahawks overreacting to starting six and three. Mm-hmm. And then not like seven, two, eight, and one, and becoming the old Seahawks. The biggest indictment I can't I can think of is the Seahawks being favored by a field goal against some amalgam of uh, John Wolford and fucking Jared Goff. Like how how how, how downhill is your season? How on? did we get here? total on the game 42 and a half? Okay. I, that that to me is the saddest part. Are you not looking in the mirror and thinking to yourself, what happened? I you Remember, you were the lo- you were that stupid ass leverage penalty in Arizona away from being the one seed in the NFC and now you're a field goal and a half favorite against John Wolford at home. And then if you're the Rams, the fact that this number has moved 1 point and the fact that they hung a number and a total Without knowing who your starting quarterback is, when one of your quarterbacks is a $30 million quarterback and the other one is an AAF superstar, is the biggest indictment. Like, normally when the starting quarterback's unknown, they don't
0: hang the total
1: or they, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're, they slow play line. Yeah, they put the it out there.
0: It wasn't even missing was, on Sunday night.
1: It was there, man. And I'm telling you, like, this game is the, the biggest self own right? Los Angeles, great defense. Uh, tremendous, you know, Ramsey, uh, Mike Renner said 20 yards per game. Like, that's one of the more impressive coverage feats we've ever seen. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald's great. Seattle's defense has played better. I don't think it's a good defense. I I don't think I could touch
0: this game with a 40-foot pole, given all these things. This is the one I think I have the hardest time betting on a side. I would bet the Rams at 4.5 if, if it were there. Here's, I think, the play that I like the most on this game. The over. Okay. Because 42-and-a-half for Russell Wilson and Sean McVay is still a disgrace. It still is. I'm sorry. Russell Wilson maybe has – okay, it's been a bad end of it's the season. awful. He managed to eke into the top seven, tied for sixth in PFF grade, but it has not been inspiring. Um <laughs> But I just keep coming back to the Seahawks games in honor of uh, the guests that we almost had. Um, They never play a normal game. They never play a normal game. And I just feel like this goes back and forth. I know that Sean McVay will come out with some good stuff. I don't have any faith in in the Seahawks defense. I think that's a ridiculous thing if that's what you're betting on. And as much as I love what the Rams do. Look, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, I've said this a million times, like you're picking them one-two if you're picking defensive players. But – you know Russell Wilson's and DK Metcalf are going to figure some things out and T- Tyler Lockett is healthy as he was not in the playoffs last year
1: you sure hope so i mean here's the thing first rams game this year 39 points second rams game 29 points i you know familiarity does breed contempt um the Rams game last – so the last time these two teams had a barn burner was that cool Thursday night game mm-hmm. we did the quibby thing for. <laughs> and that's every other game has been like 40 or under. We do know that third um, third meetings between teams often yield lower scoring games. Um, second meetings actually lower than the first meetings. So that would be my only concern. But you're right. If you're going to bet a side of this game, you bet the over here. Um, I know our friend Ross, when I was on his show today, he he wanted the under. I, I just – I can't morally bet an he under He likes pain, 40, though. 42 and a half in, in an NFL game. Um, weather should be okay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the storms are on the other side of the country. Yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah, Saturday, no no rain. 44 should be easy. Should
0: okay. Be easy. That one's tricky. That, that, if I were going to lay off... A game, I think that's Don't
1: you one. agree with my assessment, though? That it's like it's like the wote if you're it, one of the, the both of these teams should view this game as an insult.
0: I I agree. Like I 100% agree. Tampa Bay goes to Washington. We think to play the football team. This is Bucks by seven and a half. Uh, sorry, eight now. Eight, yeah. Uh, total forty-five, and I keep hearing this narrative. The Washington football team is going to get pressure on Tom Brady with four players, and we all know that Tom Brady crumbles under pressure. We've seen his numbers. Right. Yada yada. I've seen the same stat on SportsCenter like 15 times. Okay. He's bad under pressure. Whoops. You know, every single quarterback is, except for Justin Herbert, apparently. He broke the mold. Right. I want to remind people of how frequently this season Tom Brady has been pressured. Would you care to gander a guess? 23%. 23%. Oh, very close. 24%. 24.4. You're welcome. Fourth lowest total uh, percentage in the NFL. You know how he accomplishes that? He gets rid of the ball quickly. No,
1: no. Tampa Bay spends millions and millions and millions of dollars on the offensive line, as I'm assured by every bad yes. quarterback's fan yes. base. Right. No, he, he protects his offensive
0: line, as Chris said. He's the, only, he's the only quarterback in the NFL that has an average depth of target in the top five and a top five quick, time, to, quickest time to throw. If I could speak, that'd be easier. But what that says is he still pushes the ball downfield, and he gets the ball out quickly. And you know how he does that? He has good receivers that get open. I'm very encouraged by what I'm seeing from Antonio Brown. They're throwing the ball on early downs. They're the best team on first and second downs since the bye. They're using play action 5% more than they were in the past. I am willing to bet on Tom Brady in this game, especially because... Uh, Alex Smith I, I just yeah,
1: no, I I, I'm, mean, really,
0: I'm really struggling to see how they score how,
1: how does So Brady is the second most valuable player In the NFL this year for PFF4 I don't think people Mahomes is fourth Followed by Watson at three Brady at two Brady had 40 touchdown passes I don't think that many people realize That Brady had 40 touchdown passes I had a ticket on him under 32 and a half I obviously did not win that bet um, He's had a great year and they have really good weapons. And, you know, as, as much as I think Arians could hold them back, I think Arians is a little bit overrated as a play caller. They, um, they're going to score enough for this game to be tough. Uh, I think Tampa minus two is probably the nicest tease line of, like, the whole playoffs because mm-hmm. you get through the seven, you get through the three. Um, but how does Washington – even cover this number they cover this number in a 17 13 way mm-hmm. where they maybe get a turnover touchdown or some short fields which is certainly possible with Brady the way that they play offense there but it's hard to see Tampa losing this football game and that's why when you look at our numbers you look at the um, you know you look at uh you know uh, futures which you can find on FanDuel and DraftKings Tampa is the fourth most likely team to win the Super Bowl
0: mm-hmm. and I, that's why we talked about it on the the live show, pregame show on Sunday, like they also have the potential for real home field advantage if they make to the Super Bowl because they, you know. Yeah, it might be their only home. It might be their only real home game, right? Like, and um, so that's something to consider as well. The number is eight. Um, So this is the one that I would tease with the Bills here. It gets you down to two, cross seven, cross three. Um, I feel good about that. If you're a little worried about Chase Young, you know, whooping on on Tristan Wirfs and that offensive line, then that's, like, what you do. Um, And it should be mentioned that, like, Chase Young has been great. Tristan Wirfs has been awesome. And that was the guy that we talked about. We're going to start talking about, you know, the draft very shortly. Um, He was a guy that that the projections um, absolutely loved and has been really great for the Bucs. Is he the highest-graded offensive rookie? I believe that he is the uh, well second to uh, Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah, nope. It was. Uh, uh, I mean, Tampa's done a really good job this year. They they've had a little bit of struggles with you know Devin White's been a really good blitzer, but not a good yeah, coverage he's not guy in this game. Um, but I don't think that Washington's going to be able to stretch. I mean, the, the game of the year, it's it's lining up. If the chalk wins out, if, if Saints Seahawks win. Bucks win. Bucks packers week two is going to be about as fun as it gets, right? Brady has never – this is funny. Brady has never – we talked about how he's never played Andy Dalton before in the playoffs, so that's still true. Brady has never played a road playoff game until the championship game. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's always either had the bye, or he's when they were in round one, they were a division winner. This is the first time in his career he's playing a road playoff game before the NFC or AFC championship game. So it'll be uncharted waters for him. But can you imagine Brady, okay. Rodgers, Lambo Field next what's the, week?
0: What's the spread of that game?
1: Tampa, uh, sorry, Green Bay minus three. Wow. Yeah, Green Bay. Don't you think Green Bay minus three? That's probably fair.
0: I'm going to give him the hook. Ooh. I'm going to give him three and a half. Do you
1: think people are going to overreact to the first time when Tampa Bay just pounded the shit out of them?
0: Okay. So, this is a shameless plug for the Chris Collinsworth podcast. On there this week, it was a cool moment for me. Devontae Adams was on there. I sit on the Zoom call and listen and, you know, whatever. Fresno guy. Not Fresno guy. Went to Fresno, but he's an East Palo Alto guy. Palo Alto. Five minutes away from where I grew up. In fact, I played basketball growing up in East Palo Alto. Um, and one of his close friends was a guy I played with um, on a traveling team. Anyways, they, no one cares about that. But what he mentioned about that game, first off, go listen to the podcast. If there's a reason this guy's the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's fucking brilliant. Like, I was, Richard Sherman comes off as knowing his shit. Devontae Adams has it figured out. Like, this guy is awesome. And Mm -hmm. I have apologized profusely to all of the Packers fans, Aaron Nagler included. Devontae Adams is wide receiver one, and I'm sorry. But he mentioned in that game that they just didn't really have a game plan for what Tampa Bay put at them on, on offense. And he said throughout the season, they've gotten way better at adjusting in the moment to what the game plans are for opposing defenses. And that game had a huge impact on it they're not going to catch him by surprise a second time. Okay. I, I that, be, That's why I think it's three and a half. That's yeah. why I think it should be three and a half. We, yeah, and, and Green Bay
1: probably has some home field edge. They, they have a uh, real home field edge. They have an edge from gaining the bye. So, okay. But let me, let me uh, we, tell you this. Our power numbers, for what it's worth, two. we have Green Bay at seven and a half points better than average. We have Tampa Bay at 5.4. Tampa wins this game pretty handily. That might go up by like a half a point. So there's the one and a half points then you. Give Green Bay maybe a point off a bye, maybe another half for being at home. And there you go.
0: I'd give them a full, depending on what the weather is, I'd give them a full point, point and a half. Because is there anything more drastic than going from Tampa Bay to Lambeau? No,
1: um, but Brady has this experience.
0: Shh. Oh, this absolutely. I'm not worried about Brady. I'm worried about everyone else. Yeah,
1: you're worried about, yeah, the Florida boys going up there and and playing and
0: being cold. Yeah, I I get that. Okay. We're teasing it. Okay, we're on to Sunday. If you are looking to enjoy the playoffs, and God only knows, we need to enjoy something, Monkey Knife Fight is a great place to go do that. If you put $20 into your account when you start one up and use promo code PFF, you'll receive a free PFF Edge annual subscription, which is $40 value. So say you're going to buy an Edge subscription, just go put $20 in Monkey Knife Fight, get that Edge subscription for free. Um, That includes all of the draft content and the draft guide, which is about to happen. So go make that happen at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. You can play uh, fantasy sports and prop games. Uh, It is a lot of fun. Their merch is also super cool and you get a free Edge subscription. So go make it happen at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. It is that time. The football playoffs are finally here. This is the weekend, the wild card weekend. There may be no better weekend uh, to start betting. This is this is it. So go make it happen. And the best place to do that is on DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download it. Use the promo code PFF. Because what you want to do is you want to take advantage of the intro opportunities to make your bankroll a little bit bigger, keep yourself rolling. And this is one of the best ones. If you use the promo code PFF. You, when you sign up, you get a chance to double your money if a touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's games. I think that's going to happen. The Bills are playing on Saturday, so they'll probably get that out of the way in the first like five minutes of the game. Promo code PFF on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, plus a ton of odds boost. The 2021 basketball season, they're odd boosts on that every single day, and they make it easy and reliable. It's just as easy to deposit as it is to withdraw. Remember, it's for a limited time only because. Hey, the games happen on Saturday. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 100-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 9 it. This podcast is also brought to you by PristineAuction.com. Check out their daily auctions that start at $1. There are over 8,000 football items, everything from signed helmets to balls to jerseys, and much, much more. Pristine Auction guarantees the authenticity of every product. Use promo code PFF and get $10 off your first invoice at pristineauction.com. A lot of good stuff on pff.com. Obviously, the Edge and Elite subscriptions get you draft content that you're going to need coming up, the draft guide, the Elite subscription gets you the props tool, which if there's ever a time that you need it, it is the NFL playoffs, plus all the betting dashboards and DFS optimizer, which is also very useful for all of the different contests that are going on. But if you're looking for some free content, there's that as well. The Chris Collinsworth Podcast, I highly recommend this week's episode. They have Devontae Adams on. So it's Chris, Richard Sherman, and Devontae Adams. You'll find out some things about Devontae and Richard that you may have not known. There's a geographical connection there. And Devontae Adams is not only incredible on the field, the dude is very smart. He has a ton of great information. He talks about route running. um, He talks about Aaron Rodgers, talks about Bakhtiari. It is a fantastic episode, so go download that wherever you get your podcasts. Moving right along. This game's going to be fucking awesome, too. There's some great matchups. I can't fucking wait for this weekend. Hopefully, we make it through there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baltimore, Tennessee. This one is on ESPN. Luckily,
1: you said Washington. They, luckily, they get tucked into Landover, Maryland. Right. They're... And they're, the, no one goes there. No one... Look, could that be the last place these protesters, these rioters no, want to no go? No one's marching
0: all the way yeah, there. No Even one, the guy in the bear suit.
1: I mean, the the, the Washington football team barely gets there every since.
0: Look, it was the closest the Vikings got to the playoffs, so let's give them a, <laughs> give them a hand. The Baltimore Ravens traveled to Tennessee in a rematch of last so year's – linings, by the way. <laughs> last year's shocking upset. What was the line in that? I want to say 10. it was 10, and it fluctuated a little bit. Uh, Tennessee just – you know, it was a, a shocking game to watch.
1: It was a weird game, right? Because Lamar had like 500 yards total offense. Right,
0: because just, he just started throwing the ball. You know, they were out of it so early that, you know, they abandoned yeah. ship. So I'm curious. Uh, we talked about this on Sunday night, and I brought up the point that Baltimore just hasn't played anyone yet. They, it, lately. They just have not. Um, the best team they've played in the last month and a half was the Cleveland Browns. And they beat them 47-42 in the game of the year. Other than that, it's been the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Bengals, a total disaster. But they've steamrolled them. Tennessee, meanwhile, loses pretty embarrassingly to Green Bay in Green Bay in a game that they were not ready to play in snow, and then barely beats the Houston Texans. So I think people are saying, "Look, they're not a they're not as good a team as we thought they were." Yeah. But I wa- here's my thought: Green Bay is awesome. It's very hard to play in snow. This game's not going to be played in snow. And. Deshaun Watson is awesome. And so, like, I'm giving the Tennessee Titans maybe a little bit of a bump back to reality, I guess.
1: Oh, there goes. go. So, here's the thing. Both – neither one of these teams can play – neither one of these teams want to play from behind. Which, of course, that's stupid to say because no one wants to play from behind. But the Chiefs play their – The Chiefs are fine playing from behind. The Packers are worse than they normally are, but they're fine playing from behind. The Bills. The Bills can play from behind, I think, better than most teams. The Bucs. Seattle, we would actually prefer they play from behind, so they actually add some entertainment value to the game. Um, Neither one of these teams is built that way. This sounds silly. The Titans are a better come-from-behind team than Baltimore Ravens are. We saw that in the November game. They mm-hmm. got behind by multiple scores to come back and win the football game. The problem I have is the likelihood that one of these two teams gets ahead. And I think the likelihood that the Ravens get out ahead is far higher than the likelihood that Tennessee will get out ahead. Like, they, Tennessee can't hold a lead to save their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, the Watson, they were what, down 24 9. Like, they were kicking field goals early in the game. And, you know, all it was was one Derrick Henry fumble against Green Bay. It was a couple of interceptions by Tannehill. Like, they, they're not perfect enough on offense necessarily to do what they need to do um, from a, uh, you know, to, to basically like keep leads. And their defense is just a bleeding bleeding nose, right? So this one's really tough. I do think there's one play here, and it's it's the over 54 and a half. Down from 55. If we Give look it to at me. Tennessee weather um
0: should we ask uh never mind Knoxville so. uh <laughs> this one's being played in Nashville
1: would he really even give an accurate reading if we asked no so why would why do we even ask
0: so 54 and a half that that's the that's the play on this game that I like the most the spread here is tricky I think if I had to take one side I'm taking Tennessee, um, Tennessee with the three and a half If it's three I'm really struggling Barely um, any
1: wind, 43 mile per hour, barely any precipitation. So, it, I mean, the, the pieces are in place, as they say.
0: Here, here's the thing with the Baltimore Ravens offense. They have played teams that cannot stop the run, and they have ran on them. The Titans are a very good team. The reason they're a very good team, it ain't the defense. The Titans have the second best offense in the NFL in EPA per play and the 28th best defense. Okay, that the Baltimore Ravens are 10th in offense and 6th in defense. So if you're thinking about how this game goes, and I love the way that you put that there, both teams want to play from ahead. The team more likely to get ahead is the Baltimore Ravens, who first off are coming out for blood, right? Like this is a huge game for them, okay? They have ran the ball really effectively with option runs. They're averaging over eight yards per attempt on those plays. Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, you know, like, he's clearly more explosive than Mark Ingram. Oh. So you see the the Ravens get out ahead. That forces the Titans to pass. That's different than the Ravens being forced to pass. Okay, when the Ravens are forced to pass, may God have mercy on your soul. Like, that is tough. But at least the Tennessee Titans might Say, okay, we're down seven. Let's throw a couple play action shots in there early. Let's let A.J. Brown get loose. Let's give Corey Davis a few chances. That That is the way that I think this game goes, and I think that is very beneficial for the over. So I'm here for the over. Yep.
1: <clears throat> I like it. Um,
0: Shall we move on? Or did you have another point?
1: Yeah, no, I, I like this. Uh, I like the, you know, the over was the play the last time they played and, and should be um, the case here we just skip over Chicago New Orleans this game's gonna suck
0: <laughs> I I have like, such a hard time with this game man because
1: I sweat through the over the last time they played you know that the that's bowls. what we're doing again all right well the indoors is helpful Trubisky 27% of Trubisky's passes positively graded which is good 18% are negatively graded which is one of the worst in football there's gonna be a ton of variance in this game New Orleans defense is really good like as far as you know if you, if defense carried from week to week, they'd be the best one. Uh, you know. So that'd be my worry. They completely clamped down on Bridgewater and then eventually uh, Philip Walker the other day, but they scored 33 points themselves. The the real issue I have with this is...
0: By the way, spread of 10, total 47. 47.
1: The real issue I have with this is that I think Chicago's defense is good, but they're banged up. So I, it might be an
0: over situation here. I'm here for the over. I also think if you have to bet aside, Chicago is the side. And the reason for that is Drew Brees is maybe not the Drew Brees you remember. He's the 20th-ranked quarterback. His yeah. PFF grade ranks 20th. And Mitchell Trubisky has been you know, very terrible, 33rd. But I think everyone's used to Drew Brees like, slicing and dicing people up. Now, he gets Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas back, but – that's that's why I'm hesitant to take the Saints as a big number here, especially without the normal home field they have. I mean, Kirk Cousins came in there and beat them with the crowd, you know? Like, And this is a Saints team that I don't think is as good. So if you're going to pick one side of this, I'd take the Bears plus 10 and then probably have at least four drinks before this game starts.
1: Michael Thomas going to play this game. Um, that's, I think, a big one if you like the over here. Um,
0: a cool matchup also in this game is going to be Khalil Mack, who – poor guy. He's the highest-grade edge defender this year. He's most been, valuable
1: edge player in football.
0: Been absolutely brilliant. And he's going to be, depending on what side he's on, either against Armstead or Ramcheck. Um And that will be – that will be very interesting to see what they do there. Do they leave those guys on an island? Um, are they helping out with him because – I mean that's that's the way they win this game. You know, you, you get Drew Brees to to kind of turn into a pumpkin here, which we've seen happen before.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's I think a really um, that that's a really, you know, important part of the handicap here where, you know, as many of the so like right now what's what's happening right now, you have really good edge players in this in this playoff, but a lot of them play for the kind of the crappier teams. So like and, and interior players. So Aaron Donald's the best defensive lineman in football. He's probably – like, they're underdogs this weekend. Mm. Uh, Chase Young's one of the best edge players in all of football. He's an underdog this weekend. Um, you know, Khalil Mack, underdog this weekend. Miles Garrett, underdog this weekend. Like, the, is this setting up for the Packers not necessarily to miss David Bakhtiari that much? Possibly.
0: You know? I, I said this before. I, the, they, are the, the, they are set up perfectly to be able to handle that loss. They have home field. They're going to force opposing defenses to play on that, you know, shit, right? And Aaron Rodgers is better at throwing in rhythm and quickly now than he was last year by miles, and it's what has carried them here. Their execution is at a new level. That's another thing that I learned from Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, the Sunday night football game, we think, is the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. You were willing to lay uh, – to give me – um, uh, two to one. Two to one, right? That this game would be played uh, on – you were going to get the the uh, plus side of that and it was going to A later date. I was going to to a later date. I misspoke
1: because I forgot that Ohio State versus um, Alabama was Monday, although that might be moved because Ohio State's got the COVID cases. That ain't getting moved. It, it's crazy though, right? Because this was before the Stefanski thing happened. And this is before, you know, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joel Batonio thing happened. Obviously, you know, you still have, like, there's a ton of players on that COVID list that are like, and they haven't practiced yet this week. Mm -hmm. They've been virtual the whole time. Number six. This number
0: is ballooned. Okay. So it was three and a half. I was sharp once again. Once again, you Usually the COVID cases would happen. Sharp, no, but it moved. It moved even before that.
1: Yeah, it got to four and a half. It the, got to four. The and real half. Stefanski move has been about a point and a half, and kind of the the less valuable points and a half, the five. Is and that fair? Six. I think it's a bit much. I I would take I would take Cleveland here plus six if I had to. I I'm going to lay off this game almost completely because of the uncertainty surrounding um, the COVID stuff. I mean, I like we this is unprecedented Mike Prefer okay he has coached the game before he's also said some really fun, you know interesting things um th- hey, we don't know like we don't know how he's gonna handle Alex Van Pelt's never called plays so we don't know how that's gonna work out um
0: so Look, I wish this I wish this line hadn't moved so much but I love my three and a half bet I love it I absolutely love it I- I'm in lo- I could not be more in love with a bet that I have this week. And I'm sorry, I I almost hope for people that this gets out to six and a half, seven, seven and a half so that people can tease this game down, okay? I came on this very podcast and I called the Pittsburgh Steelers overrated. They kind of stunk it up from then on out. Yeah, now you're... you're... I'm going to reverse the juju here for you. Turnabout is fair play. Pittsburgh Steelers are ready to roll in this game. They're going to throw the ball deep and quick with Ben Roethlisberger, that's something that he excels at. They've started doing it over the past six quarters. They almost beat the Cleveland Browns with Mason Rudolph, and as my boy Seth Galena points out, basically the most vanilla defense on the planet. Okay, in in that first week, they blitzed Baker uh, like thirty nine percent of the time. He was under pressure forty five percent of the time. It was an, it was a nightmare. In this most recent game, they blitz under thirty percent. He was under pressure less than 30% of the time. And they played Mason Rudolph and a bunch of too high shell coverages. And they almost won the game.
1: I'm sorry. Are we sure Mason Rudolph's that much worse than Big Ben? You're. I'm just joking. I,
0: no, I know. But, like, that's the beautiful thing is we are. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. Big Ben might not be playing great. He's certainly not. But Mason Rudolph, I mean, holy God. Holy mighty one. Holy immortal one. (laughs) So I'm not taking it at six. I'm teasing this if it if it gets, you know, six and a half, seven. I'm very happy that I bet the Steelers at three and a half. We're happy for you. That's that. (laughs) All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna pick a sleeper to win the Super Bowl. They can't be a one or a two seed. Those are the only rules.
1: I'm gonna go with last year's one seed in the AFC. I'm gonna go with Baltimore Ravens. R Ravens. The R Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson. I think offers something unique. Their defense is you know mostly intact, and you know John Harbaugh uses all four downs.
0: I like that one quite a bit. You know where I'm going with this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It just it would be too perfect. That's why they're yeah, they have to play in Lambeau. That's going to be an incredibly tough game, but
1: fourth most likely team to win the Super Bowl per the betting markets despite the fact there's no guarantee they'll have a home game until the Super
0: Bowl until the Super Bowl which hey that matters anyways that's my they're a sleeper how is that possible incredible Um, I wish we had we haven't done a a bet you and I in a while no no do you want to do some sort of playoff bet um, is there any game that we actually differ on
1: well what about futures who makes it further maybe is a good one could Could it be out of teams that play this week because the green bay you know like i so if you read our, our article there's value on and i hate saying this as a chiefs fan there's value on green bay and the betting markets here's why um it they're not properly pricing in the opportunity for washington to beat tampa in my opinion like an eight point spread you're talking about a one in five four chance if that happens Green Bay's odds go up drastically because not only do you get a buy in round one, you get a buy in round two, mm-hmm. and like there, I we we make it more like twenty two percent. I think the markets break even is like eighteen, nineteen percent on DraftKings, and so, um, like
0: told you to bet it on Sunday before the games. We did at yeah, plus yeah, five fifty.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now it's plus four fifty. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Plus seven hundred earlier. By the way, we're holding it a little bit. I had I wrote them up in my future article plus twenty six. Well, you're a savant. Savant. Um, so let's. Okay. Uh, which team do you think will go the furthest among these the teams here in the in wild card round? The Buffalo Bills. Okay. How about I take.
0: That was who you're gonna take? No, nah, no, bad. no. Nah, I'll take. Um, I'll let you pick the NFC team first. I'll take I don't Baltimore. Know how this, if that's even gonna work? Okay. All right. Now pick your NFC team. New Orleans.
1: Oh. Obviously, that's chalky, but yeah. But you get a better quarterback. There. I get the better quarterback. Seattle. <laughs> I mean, there's no way you're taking the Rams. No. Even an LA guy like no. you,
0: I'm taking. I'm I'm taking Tom Brady. Rams or St. Louis, still to you. I feel like give me Tom Brady. Ooh, give me the Bucks.
1: So my pro green base stance. So
0: because at least I feel confident that they'll win this game, right? Like taking Seattle and LA, like one of those teams. Yeah, you know, Ravens player, right? might not even
1: win round one. Um, Buffalo might not either, but I think Buffalo. So how
0: are we doing there. this? Like certain number of points if they make it past this round. Yeah, so
1: so I can go 2-0, and 1-1, one one, or 0-2. Mm-hmm. So let's have that be the number of steak dinners. We split, split.
0: Okay. I like it. I still don't totally understand the bet. If you don't understand the bet, if they, rewind. If they
1: make it to round, so, if, so AFC against AFC, NFC against NFC, how's that go? So if the Ravens get further than the Bills, that's one for me. Mm-hmm. But then, if the Saints don't get as far as Tampa, that's one for you. Then we split.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So okay. AFC,
1: AFC, NFC, and if they, and if they tie, then it can be one zero one, right? So there's there's it's like our BFF we, we, grade system. There's we two could sp- one. <laughs> we zero. could
0: split. We could we could end up doing all, this whole segment for nothing. Yeah. But anyways, that's we tried. All right, that was our show. Um, we hope everyone stays safe. We love you guys. We thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will be back on Sunday night after Sunday night football. It's one of the last dead tired in the middle of the night podcast. So enjoy it. Yep. See you guys.